Hello, world, and welcome to the first episode of America. You're so crazy. I am your host, Miles V. I'm here with my co-host. Reggie. What's up, man? Uh, King Reggie. What happened to Reggie? Oh, Reggie no, no, it's King Reggie. It's King Reggie VCR at this point. <laughs> I, I can't find anything else. It's all right. Anyway, guys, we're happy to start this new show, which we got. We've been talking about this show for over a year, and we were trying to figure out the best way we want to be able to communicate these things with you because there's so much that's, that's happening on this side of the world, and they just be like, "Oh my, oh, why are things just crazy? America, you're so crazy, you're so crazy," you know. And a lot of things happening this week, you know, like this week, we, you know, one of the biggest things on my news feed, especially on Twitter, was the deep fakes. The deep fakes, if y'all don't know what a deep fake is, it's a, it's a, there's a software that's AI, it's, a, it's full, fully functioned by AI, you know, uh, uh, you know um, I'm over here, I'm drawing a blank on the, what AI means, uh, 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 artificial, artificial intelligence. intelligence. So it's a software that's run by artificial intelligence where that you get the software to focus on a face and you replace that face with somebody else's face. And at first, it was all fun and games. People would put a Nicolas Cage face on everybody and be like, <laughs> Nicolas Cage face on everybody. And then somebody had the bright idea, like, hey, how about we just take, you know, actresses' faces and put them on porn stars? And then all hell broke loose. So now we got places like Twitter, Pornhub, and a whole bunch of other places, Reddit, where they're trying to ban it now before it becomes a serious thing. Because it's, it's creepy because, one, you know, now anybody can be put in a, a you know weird encounter like you know you get make they could literally take anybody and make it seem like they're having sex with anybody at this point and you know people are just like damn you know what did this mean what you know because what if somebody want to do some revenge porn shit and you wasn't even in the video to begin with and you know stuff like that so it's it's, it's kind of creepy it's kind of creepy and what was your first uh, what, what did you think about it like when you first saw it what was your reaction to it now when I first saw it. I'm, I'm like, man, this is nothing new because I remember when we was kids and the internet was like brand, not brand new, but you know, everybody had AOL, the MSN, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. You know, those porn stars had like Photoshop pics of like a Britney Spears or somebody doing yeah. something crazy. So at first I'm thinking, man, that's nothing new. But then I saw a video and I was like, oh no, this is a problem. Like some of the videos weren't that great. Like you get, because you know, the outline of the person's face may still be there. But there were some videos where it was like spot on. Like they, they, like they, they made sure they matched the porn star to the actors. Like, oh, like you can't tell the difference because if they're, they're so similar. Like I saw this video of Taylor Swift and I was like, oh my God, this looks like Taylor Swift is getting fucked the shit out of right now. <laughs> I was like, no, this is, this is scary. This is scary because. So what's been the reaction on that? Well, it's weird. You got two groups of people, basically. Because, you know, I read the comments. I don't know I don't know if anybody else does this on porn sites. I read comments on the porn site. I'm just curious to see what people say and what they like and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I like this right here. I like this anal. I like this shit. <laughs> so you got a few people that's like on the fence about it. Like, oh, no, this is creepy. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, oh, my, you, know, you know it's fake, so how are you going to enjoy it? Then you got the other guys like, dude, you're whacking it to your hand pretending it's a pussy. You, are you really going to care if it's fake or not? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, it's, but that's, it's, it's scary because a lot of these artists mm-hmm. are, you know, they, they public persona. I'm not even thinking about artists. Think about the, the average person, the average girl who posts 100 selfies a week. Yeah, she can get caught up. Get caught she up can early. get caught up early, and then they can send that video around any social media outlets, mm-hmm. and it's over. Right, and they're like, it, "Oh, it's real." Yeah, it's real. She mm-hmm. a thought. She she doing this. Imagine anybody who's president in the future. 
Oh, yeah. Anybody. Yeah. Anybody who want to do anything that's going to affect in the future. Definitely. It can affect anybody. You're definitely right about that. And at first, for me, I'm just looking at a filmmaker. I'm like, oh, maybe this would be a cheaper way to do visual effects and stuff like that. But now I'm looking at it, and I'm like, no, nah, this is the devil. Nah. This is the devil. I, I, was think, I was just thinking about when you said it, uh, about, like, you know, artists, just say Rihanna, mm-hmm. and, you know... They put her face somewhere. Right. This is gonna be. This can destroy someone. Right. This can destroy a new artist. Yeah. Let's say a new artist come out with a hot song. Mm-hmm. She's all over the place, right. and then somebody want to hate and right. destroy her career, right. and then put her out there. Right. And it's over. Like they, they, they're gonna be like, oh yeah. They, they, they could try to fight it and prove that there's nothing yeah, to do yeah. a video, but yeah. the way they it's hard. It, yeah, with the internet, it's like people where you focus on the headlines the first week, and then when you try to rebuttal it the following week to prove your innocence, people don't forget about it and they accept the last story. Like, no, no, they're they're a pedophile. That's cool. That's all right. We ready? That, it's not it's not cool to be a pedophile. I don't, I don't mean. What I'm saying is that uh, you know people will accept the knowledge that they got before, even if it's fake news. Like this will help fake news even more. Yes. And so somebody who's like trying to become like the president, they can say, oh, he's a pedophile, create a video of him being a pedophile. And then he have to go through so much to prove himself innocent. By the time he finally, you know, probably weeks on weeks on end where they have to prove his innocence, you know, people may have forgot all about it and don't even accept that he fixed his image. They just said, no, I saw the video with a kid, man. That happened. That really happened. And, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad where what things go into. And so what else is going on in the world? Another thing that's going on, we got Amazon competing with FedEx and UPS now. Because my guess is, I guess they got tired of how things are being shipped. And like, you know what? If you guys can't do it right, we do it ourselves. So now they're like, all right, we're going to start shipping our own packages now. And which is great. They're like, yo, Jeff, who are you not competing against with at this point? Mm-hmm. You get you competing against the studios. The, you, 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 are, are they, nah, they're not producing music. That, that, that's what <laughs> he's a Silicon Valley yeah, god. He, he's a god, and and I think a lot of people don't realize that he wants to take over. Right. Like he's gonna take over every single thing. Once we, he got Whole Foods, I knew he was gonna take Whole over. Whole Foods is over. Right. It, it's over at this point. Right. You know, he, of opening the Amazon Gold he, he's food. Mm-hmm. He's you know, I think he's lacking on. Content of videos and mm-hmm. movies and original content. Yeah, I think they're working on that, but I think Netflix is on a whole higher yeah, yeah, level yeah. with that. Yeah, Netflix and had I a, feel like Netflix Hulu, had a head start. Hulu's doing their thing, trying yeah, to do their thing. Especially now that Disney own majority of it now. It's going to be like, Hulu's not going to be. Hulu's going to be right after Netflix now. So now, so Amazon is probably going to be number three or lower. Yeah, they're. Tr- I, they're I feel like they just taking over. Mm-hmm. Like in the new stores, they're opening up now. Where you can, uh, they have four different, um, hold on, they have four new, they're doing this two-day shipping thing Mm -hmm. with their stores, uh, Whole Foods, in four different locations, I believe it's Texas, in Texas is Dallas, it's Austin, Mm -hmm. and it's in Virginia. I can't remember the fourth one, but they are two-day shipping, so you can go online and you're in that certain location. And you can say, yo, I need all my groceries. Right. And all your groceries will be delivered to you in two days from that Whole Foods. Right. So they're starting off and seeing how it works with different people. And, you know, Whole Foods in a lot of expensive areas. Right. So you're not going to find a Whole Foods in Compton somewhere. Right. But most Whole Foods are in, you know, well, well-off type of people areas. So right. these people have no problem doing that. Right. And then, you know, I, I feel like Amazon is gonna do something. I, I feel like they're they're taking over the game mm-hmm. in so many ways that 
we can't stop them. Right. It, you, it, you, you cannot stop them right now. The yeah. only person who can stop them is the government. Right. That's it. That's it. And I don't even think the government want to stop them right now. Nah, not with Trump. In nah, Trump ain't worried about them. Nah, Trump, he, if he get a check out of that, he'll, he'll, nah, give, he'll give them the White House. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just say his name. Just mm-hmm. say he's a billionaire. His name is Trump. Right. Just, that's, that's all you got to do. Right. Speaking of Trump, so we just saw Dirty Money, a Netflix documentary. Well, it's a documentary series, and they have an episode on Trump. Which last I, episode? Check it out. It's the last episode. Uh, uh, episode six. Episode six. And to me. Like, even though for years I've known what kind of businessman Trump really is, but after this documentary, you could connect the dots of what, got, what, made, what made him get into the White House to begin with. Because if you, if you, we're, we're, we're born in the 90s, so we did not see what happened 20 years before us, okay? Yes. So, yes. We, so we're part of the apprentice generation where we, all we know of Trump was the apprentice and the occasional cameos you'll see like in Fresh Prince or something like that. Yes. You know, we, like Home, Home Alone 2. You know, we're we not... Seen him as an actor, yeah, actor. As an actor. You know, he's a, a, per, a media personality. Yes. We didn't know the man as a businessman in the 80s and everything. So through this documentary, we was able to learn a little bit more because I've read books about Trump and I can guarantee you, this stuff is not in these books at all. They skipped... They skip all of those parts. I think as Americans, we have a short memory oh, yeah. of this guy. Mm-hmm. Like when in the documentary, he, he got a casino and everything. What is a casino? It, it, yeah. Wait, what happened? I'll make a quick, a long story short. After he did his first what, one or two buildings in the city, like two or three buildings he did in the city, all these banks were like, oh, we got some money for you because you, you apparently know what you're doing. So, so everybody threw, threw money at him and he went and took this money, started airlines, started a football team, and it started a couple of casinos. And from there, things just went out of control. Yeah, so he went to the casinos. He went to Atlantic City, started buying up land in Atlantic City. He didn't know what the hell he was doing. The bank gave him $3 billion. $3 billion. And he lost that money in a year and a half. How was that possible? How did we let him become president of the United States? If you lose $3 billion in a year, you are not a responsible human being. But like you said, you know, he, people, we got to show He's not we gotta, a responsible human being. America got a short attention span. They forget things early. Very short. He, what it is is because, he, you know, he's king of the private labels. Yes, he that, is the king of the private. That alone made him look successful. He is no different from a rapper, a hip-hop rapper, who claims they got bread. Because for years, he's like, yeah, I'm a billionaire. And then, you know, you check his record, there's like only $200 million in his account. And, which I'm not saying it's not a lot of money. I'm saying it's, it's not a billion. And that's what he wanted. He wanted the bill. I, I feel like a lot of people, <clears throat> like Trump tricked us. He's a con artist. He's the, he's, he's the god. He's the con artist. He is the biggest con artist that ever lived. He's a marketer at the end of it. That's I, what I feel, I, like. I feel like. He's the eighties version of Ty Lopez. But if you really think about how many failing businesses he had and been bankrupt, why would we want him to be the president of the United States? Well, we didn't vote for him. I, I get that, but Republicans, why would you want a man that lost three billion dollars and we're already in debt in mm-hmm. America? Why would we want him to be president? I think what it was, it was more of a scare tactic. They were, they were, everybody was so focused on Hillary winning that they were just like, yo, I'd rather, I'd rather take my chicken. Like, remember, remember, remember we, just came, we just came from the Obama presidency. You got a whole bunch of rednecks from somewhere like, oh, so we're going from a black man, now we're going to a woman. Now I'll take my chances with Trump. 
I'm telling you, that's I, what happened. I, yeah, I think we just like I said. I think as Americans, we have a short term. We we don't let we 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 forget about this. We don't fact check. We don't, we don't fact check. Up. We we just. I, I mean, if a lot of people knew that he lost three billion dollars, I feel like he would not be president of the United States right now. And maybe Hillary Clinton would be president. But this guy, he's a loose cannon and he's a big liar. That's the biggest yeah, problem. That's the biggest he's issue. A big. Live, he 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 had he had uh, the university, he had Trump University, and you know he was starting off all right, and then he just had these ridiculous prices. Told these people to go home mm-hmm. if they didn't have the money and go home, and they need to go call their credit card company and tell their credit card company, "Yo, can I have some more money?" Da 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 da. Can't, some people came back. Some of these people were single moms with three kids. And they came back and gave the man $35,000 for one, a course, a course, yeah, online. Like, uh, no, they wasn't online. This is, for, this is where new people still showed up to oh. these things. It's not like the Ty Lopez stuff where you pay watching online. on your computer. Nah, that's, that's today. I'm, this was like a good 10 years ago, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008, when people were still showing up to the seminars and conferences and sitting there and paying with their good money. And... And I'm not saying Trump is the only one who's done it because no. you know rich dad. You got rich dad who did it. You know you got. You, it, what happened? To, I realized these come when these guys make a, real when they mess up. They take this private label thing too far and just license their name to anybody. And these guys run with it. And all they care about is the check at the end of the day. Like I'm getting my check. I don't care. And that's Trump, what Trump is doing right now with all these buildings. Like yo, my name's on it. I got five mil for that. I'm cool. And now he's doing all these. Basically, he's letting all these. People from overseas who are like gangsters and got mob ties and all this stuff. He was basically letting them launder their money through his name. Yes. You know, he, like, yes. because they play. Like, oh, a lot of Russians. Lot of, a lot of Russians. Not just and the Russians. You got the Philippines. Yes, the Philippines. You got the Turkey. You got the Turkey. But it's been a lot of Russians is backing him. And where he got his money from now is getting. He can't. He can't get no money from no banks in America. He only can get it from Russia. Mm-hmm. So that's why everything is seeming like he did something wrong. I can't say if he did or not. I have no clue. Well, I but, think it's wrong. He's monetizing being president. Now, I'm not saying nobody ever monetizes being president because presidents get to do, you know, they have biopics. They get, you know, autobiographies. Yes, you know? Yes, yes. So I'm not saying nobody monetizes being president before. But this is the first time in a long time where you see somebody goes, Hey, yeah, I'm president. Buy my barbecue sauce. Buy my steaks. Stay but, in my hotels. But I feel like, you know, it's it's kind of different because this is the first president we had who who had a business. So most of the other presidents we had didn't have businesses. Mm-hmm. And he's always going to look out for his brand. He's a selfish individual. He's going to care about Trump. That's it. It's all about Trump. It ain't about nobody else. He don't care about nobody else. He just cares about his daughter and his kids and his wife. And that's it. And a lot of people need to realize that. Does he care that. about his kids? Because I, I, I see, because if you remember in the document, there's a picture of the, one of the Russian guys. He got his hand and stuff near like Ravaka's crotch. And Trump is just looking at him like, all right, as long as I get my check. And you should. We got even Quincy Jones doing an article, uh, interview talking about he dated Ivanka too. Why not? For real? Yeah. He said he dated Ivanka. That man, that you, old man, oh man! If you hear this article, you, you got to read the article. You got to read the Quincy Jones article. He went, he got on everybody. He got on everybody. Is, is, is he just being a bitter old man? Bitter old man. That's what I want to believe. But uh, some of the stuff, you know, some was like confirmation for me. Like, oh, I, I, I feel do like this. I, I feel like that. when people get older and they start talking, 
you know, reckless. I think they're just become bitter old people. Right. Like, I, if you said this when you were younger and you were speaking this tune all this time, then I could believe you. But when you wait till you 70-something years old, 60-something years old, talking all this junk, now I'm not going to believe you. So I don't know if none of that's true. Right. You know, you could just say, yeah, I messed with his daughter one time. Right. Da, you da, da, man, da. He said, dated. Dated. That doesn't mean you actually had sex. Yeah, yeah. Dated his daughter or whatever. Yeah. What else he said in art? I really don't know. He talked about everybody. He was. Babe, he talked about Michael Jackson stealing from other artists like Donna Summer with State of uh-huh. there's like the song State of Independence. Where the way the song starts, it's almost similar to how Billy Jean starts, but the tempo is like a little bit different. Like it's a lot slower and everything like that. Well, yes. Michael's version. Yes. Um, you know, Michael wouldn't give certain guys credit on the song. Like the guy did a C section for Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Michael wouldn't give him the ten percent of publishing. Um, you know, he said Michael Machiavellian. Um, he brought up the fact that Marlon Brando smashed Richard Pryor and a couple of other guys and whatnot. And he said Marvin. He said it was like Marvin Gaye and other. But I could, I don't know. Well, I kind of knew Marvin was probably that way. But if anything, like when it comes to Richard and Marlon, I mean, I mean, I, there was no. I had no connection between them ever smashing. But it's known. It's always, I think it's known fact that Marlon Brando was gay or bi. And I've definitely seen footage of Richard Pryor talking about having sex with men. So it's not like news, news. But the, the problem I have, with, like I said, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like when people come out and be a bitter old man. Yeah. Like. Oh yeah, no, bro. I, he was bitter. He, like, was talk, he was talking about rappers. He like rap the rappers. He they suck. They don't know what a, a real musician is. These um the guys, the guys are still playing jazz. Only playing jazz to make the rock. Commercials now, like he was, he was talking shit about everybody. Nah, that that means he's about to die. He was like Bond. He's like that means he's, he's about like the to Beatles die. Beatles were the worst musicians he ever heard. Nah. You two can never make a great hit. And he said he loved Bono. Bono's his man, but they can never make a great hit in this era. Was he drunk? I don't know. It's an article. It's not like we can hear it. <laughs> hear it. He, see, I I really want to. I I'm really fascinated by. It. I'm gonna read I this article. I wish they shot this interview. They should have did some video. Because I want to see. They need to take this on the road before he's gone. I want to. <laughs> he must be. He must. Be, I don't know. He must be sick or something. Probably. Because Probably. I, I can't see a bit old man like Quincy Jones just coming mm-hmm. out of nowhere talking all this shit now. Right. right. Now, like, I, I, a lot of people do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, um, what's this guy who's with Whitney Houston? Oh, Bobby? No, 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 not Bobby. The white dude who oh, managed. Clive, Clive Davis. Clive Davis came out old talking about now he's bi or gay or yeah. some shit like that a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Mm-hmm. So I think some people just wait until they know they're out the game right. to start talking, mm-hmm. maybe. But I just don't like yeah, that. Yeah, but Quincy ain't switched on himself. He switched on everybody else, but he ain't switched on himself. Because <laughs> it's not like he was sitting there confirming what P- Professor Griffin saying all these years or whatnot about him being a booty band and all that stuff. <laughs> that's what I was waiting for. So are we going to get that confirmation right now? Because Professor Griffin's saying this for years and we got no confirmation yet. But yeah. we ain't get that yet. But he, he, he pulled everybody else's business out. I, I don't think that's right. I don't think you should do that. That's not yeah, right. Yeah, that's not right. That's, that's not, not right. right. But, I, 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 was, but I, I do appreciate what he was saying about Jazz musician, well, any musician in general. He's uh-huh. like, any uh-huh. musician past Michael's era basically ain't shit, basically. I have an interesting question. Hmm. Do you think that, you know, music goes through its, its stages of change and how the 90s music is different from the 70s music? Mm-hmm. Do you, where do you think music is going to be 20 years from now? <laughs> like, 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 do you think it's going to be. If you think rap is going to secede country music or mm-hmm. pop mm-hmm. at this point, because now in, in mainstream media they talk about hip hop has reached its highest point. And I'm just sitting around like, yo, hip hop 
is because the you know people are realizing that hip hop is the cash cow right. of music. It is a international sensation. Mm-hmm. People love it, and they always gonna they always did love it. Right. You just didn't respect it. Right. You know. Do you think twenty years from now hip hop will be will kill? Rock and roll, or kill. Well, I'm not going to kill. I mean, rock kill those, kill those things, but be the cash cow of universal music. I'm looking at music, and then what do you think music gonna sound like? Like just, just a guess. I just said I ten years. From I now. can't guess what it's gonna now. sound like because I couldn't guess what it was gonna sound like now. But the way that I see it now, every media is almost becoming like fast food in a way, you know, like, it come, you know, that you get, the, you get the media and it's gone as soon as you get it. You know what I mean? Like nothing stays, there's like no value in most entertainment anymore. You know what I mean? So when I'm thinking about the future of music or the future of film or entertainment in general, we're going to have the few artists that have us go, oh, that's art. That's the work of art, you mm-hmm. know? And then, you know, but that, they're going to be like, tw- that's like maybe 20, 25% of the entertainment industry. Then you got the 75%, which is just basically just, you know, jumping on each trend, doing remakes, reboots, covers, this, that. And, you know, it's nothing new under the sun. If, if you look back, like, look, look how we have nothing but remakes now and covers now and samples now and stuff like that. That's just going to continue. Mm-hmm. One thing Quincy kept saying, like, is that we don't study the past, especially new artists and new entertainers. They don't study the past and see what was done before and whatnot. So, they, you know, everybody is just making this fast food stuff where, you know, you can just, you know, watch it, regurgitate it a but little I bit and move that, on. Um, music now, the artist mm-hmm. has more pressure than artists back then had. I believe mm-hmm. because they're in these worse, worse situations mm, I don't know if it's than worse. artists had back in the day because they're most of these artists are not getting paid like you think they are. Yeah, but there was they, a, lot of, really but a are, lot of these artists weren't getting paid from Jump Street either. Back in the day, I think they were making. I, I don't know. Not all artists, remember, not all artists got yeah, their fair share. The day, you, you're right about that. There's a lot of artists that didn't get paid, but I feel like these artists now have to work a lot more harder. Than back in the day. Okay. Because there's so much artists out here. Mm-hmm. You can go to a Beyonce concert, a Jay Z mm-hmm. concert. Mm-hmm. You can go to a Bruno Mars concert. Mm-hmm. They could be performing the same hour, the same day. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was more like, all right, this artist has a tour, mm-hmm. so we're not going to be in this city. Or this is going to be this way, right. and this person is going to make this money this day, right. that type of thing. Yeah, now, it's so many artists, so many streams of music, mm-hmm. and and then you can't, like, you can't enjoy a person's album because another person's album is coming up. That's not true. Uh, how? Like... Because, like I say, we're, like, right now, we're in fast food. You know, we have so, we have so many options... Well, I think the only way to survive in the new landscape of entertainment is to stick to your niche. That's where you're going to be able to grow. Because the fact, if you try to be but all they're bro- artists. Yes, they're artists. They're- artists don't stay in one box. Artists, no, they don't. But, they, they don't. but, but do, do you consider Charles Gambino stuck in a hip-hop niche? Or is he 
just mu- music. Some it's, people are different. Right. That's what I'm saying. So as long as you got these artists who continue to create art, they will be able to stand out. Because Redbone didn't have a freaking music video, mm-hmm. but that album went platinum how many times? Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. It's really just about sticking so, so, to... So you're saying just good music is just good music? Good music will always be good music, and okay. shit music will always be shit music. We're always going to have people who's doing it for the buck, and people who's just doing it because they love it, and that's what they, they just but into the craft. But I don't think artists can stay in a niche. Yeah, but I here's, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, because... Unlike back then... Because they don't want to feel like they're in a box. No, but here's what I'm saying. Unlike back then, they don't have to rely on gatekeepers anymore to create the art they want to create. And it's great because if you watch Will Smith on YouTube, you, Will Smith was, I think on his last video, his last vlog, he was discussing how he wasn't, he wasn't, getting, he wasn't, find, he wasn't finding ways to be himself lately because he wanted to be creative. And he, he, he couldn't find that outlet. Because most times, you know, you want to do something creative, you got to get, you know, maybe a production company to help. Mm-hmm. You got to get this company that, that, you know, a whole bunch of sponsors. Yeah. And with YouTube, he was, for the first time, he's just able to just be himself and put the content that he wants to put together and put it online. Yeah. And now that's the freedom all artists have. You know, you don't have to rely on the gatekeeper. And as long as you have a good subscriber base, you know, at least from 1,000 to 100,000 followers and more, as long as you got that, you'll always have people who will buy your albums, who will come see your shows, you know. You don't have to rely on a million people to come see you. Just 100,000 people come see you, and it could get you a million dollars if they're paying like 10 bucks each or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, as long, and especially if they're like the faithful fans, like they see every movie, they buy every album, they, you know, buy whatever label product you just put out, whatever you started endorsing, you know, then you, you could be able to relax on that. Do you think do you think technology is making a plain, uh, 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 a straight um, playing field for everyone now? Like, do you feel like all people have an opportunity because what technology is giving us? Well, I would say we're, we're heading towards a smart future with dumb people. Okay. And I, learned, I, learned, I realized this recently because I, I, I work a lot in schools. I, I do a lot of freelancing where I take school photos for kids, graduation photos, sports mm-hmm. photos, and everything like that. And I made it. I, I had an observa- observation recently. Um, I did like maybe six schools that was autistic kids, yeah. and these kids, autistic, like you maybe have one or two, you know, kids who could sit still. Control this. Yeah, but yeah. besides those one or two kids, out of all six schools, to me, all this, all those kids were well behaved. Yes. Now. These last couple of schools that I did were full functioning kids that have all their, you know, their, everything's intact. Everything is intact, yes. These kids were losing their freaking mind. Like, I couldn't freaking believe these kids were the full functioning kids. Mm-hmm. Like, these kids were bugging out, right? Kidding me, sit still. Kids control the volume of their voice, running up and down, left and right. Like, and I'm talking about from down from like maybe the fourth, fifth grade. Down to the eighth, ninth grade, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yo, if children are the future, I'm terrified. I'm really, really terrified. Because here's the thing, here's the thing. Because uh, I'm one of those guys who's actually excited about where things are going with the future with these smart devices. You know, we got, uh, especially we saw the CS 2018 this year, you saw we had like Toyota got the, the, the e palette self driving stores, uh-huh. you know, they got the Byton concept car, which is a self driving car and everything like that. Like, I like the idea of, Man, I want to get some new shoes today. I don't feel like going all the way to Foot Locker. You press the Foot Locker button, and Foot Locker shows up to your block, and you go shopping right there, get what you need, and it drives off. Yep. And, and that, to me, it makes so much sense if the world is just going to get crazier and crazier because 
Who's going to really have the time to try to go all the way to the mall? And you, you remember Christmas time when it was, I think it was Atlanta, where there were all those kids were running around just bugging out in the mall for no apparent reason at all? Like, there was no excuse for what was going on in there? Uh, so it's like a lot of this stuff is going to keep coming. So I like the concept of, like, like there's a lot of things that's not happening anymore. Arby's decided they're no, they're no longer using busboys anymore because you got companies like LG creating robots for airports and hospitality businesses and whatnot. Like, who's going to pay $15 an hour for somebody to flip a burger where you can pay a robot to do it for $2 an hour? It's yeah. a lot cheaper to, to do that. You know? and so as, a, as, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's good. It feels good. It, it, the future excites me, but I'm afraid for the rest of the world because these, like, these kids don't, like, I don't know what, I don't because every generation always look at the next generation crazy, like, oh, these kids don't know what they're what they doing. I don't think we should do that. I, I no, think, no, 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 but I, the thing is, because I'm not saying, because we're, we have, we're there's, I'm talking about the generation after the generation behind us, because they consider us, what, millennials, right? Yes. There's another generation behind us, and I'm looking at the generation. Baby no, baby boomers before us. Oh, so who's the? Uh, I think it's something like Janelios or something like that. Oh. Or something like that. Okay. So those kids, the ones after that one, is the one that I'm completely worried about. Because how many kids that we heard this year alone ate the Tide Pod? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, this is like, we didn't come on, we wasn't doing nothing. Like, like, it, it comes, I, like, I feel like these kids mm-hmm. now are more of, are being more controlled than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're programmed individuals as human beings in America. We're very controlled by media, marketing, mm-hmm. those type of things. And our kids are learning from us. Right. Some of the shit that we thought was normal mm-hmm. <clears throat> when we were younger uh-huh. ain't normal now. Right. Like, these kids have phones at seven. Right. These kids are more close to technology and than technologies keep changing. everything. You got Samsung with so, their 3D cameras coming up. You got, they're saying car ownership will die in 2025. I believe that people are not going to be driving cars. Somewhere. They're not. They're the whole, everything's I, being I, demonetized. I, the way Uber, Uber, if you are a taxi driver or you drive for Uber... They got self-driving or cars. You, Wait, they got self-driving cars coming <clears throat> too and the helicopters. Yeah, yeah. if you are with... Um, <clears throat> Oh, you truck, if you're doing a truck, you're driving trucks and stuff, it's over for you. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that industry is done with. If they can pay... Through FedEx, pay, they're about to do self-driving cars as well. If they, can pay, um, if they can pay these cars, let's say... Well, not the car, but the manufacturing Yeah, the companies. manufacturing companies, what? Pennies on a dollar. Pennies maybe. on a dollar to drive around their products and mm-hmm. get home their safety and using our data as human beings. That's what they use all the time. So, if they can do that, why would they have you, they have to pay you thirty or $40,000 a year? Come on. Like, that's, that's basic math right there. Right. And then a lot of people are, don't understand it's coming. It, it's not going to stop. Like, when phones came, oh, what is this? This is something new. No, I don't want it. I want to stay with my flip phone. Mm. It came, it conquered. Right. What's next? Right. Driving cars, electric cars are gonna come. Mm-hmm. That's it's coming. No, it's electric here. It's basically cars. here. They they got cities where they're testing <clears throat> the stuff out to make sure they don't crash and burn. Solar panels of getting drones. Um, drones are coming. Mm-hmm. So it's it's we just have to be ready for it. We have to learn how to adapt. And that's oh, no, what, the world's gonna adapt. I, look, look I, at, did you see how fast everybody was down with the sex robots? Like sex dolls isn't new, but the fact that they have full blown. 
figure because not like the sex dolls we saw as kids where it looked like you know, somebody just blew up a balloon and that was it. Nah, they had these these like have you seen it? Like some of these, I have seen these. Like they, they move, they like some of them talk and stuff like that. So you got self driving cars, you got sex robots or whatever. You got LG having robots in, in airports and hospitality spots and whatnot. These store, you no longer going to the store. The store comes to you. You know, I mean, like you know, it's like the whole world's gonna change. Though. Everything is gonna be disrupted within the next ten to fifteen years. Now, it's funny that you was talking about kids. Um, Facebook has been—I don't know if they're launching it, but they have been talking about it. That they're thinking about coming out with a Facebook app for kids, a messaging app. I—I I don't know about that. Right. I—I uh, I, I don't know about that. I'm kind of uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable of... with that. <coughs> the rules will be that they will be. Um, the parents will have control of the account to see who's calling them, who's messaging them type of thing. Mm-hmm. Which Face, is a good idea. I, I think that's a great idea, but I, it's a scary world out there. Mm-hmm. You don't know who that person's talking to. You don't know who's talking to your right, kid. Right. You know, so I, I, that's a scary I thing. Think, I think what the bug that, I think what, the only thing that I don't like about that idea is now Facebook now have, and then a, have your kid, that, basically. And they were saying that, that they're not going to use... Data. Mm-hmm. That's the scary part. Data and advertising mm-hmm. for your kids. So it will be free advertising. That's why I call bullshit. That's why I call bullshit. That, you're right. I'll call that bullshit too. Because it's a business. Right. And I, come on now. You can take that information and you can figure out your consumer for the next 10, 20 years. Yes. While they're right now at age five. Yes. You can figure, you can, you're right. You can just, data. Data is gold. Mm-hmm. Data is gold. And that's the world we live in right now. Everything you do data. on Facebook, Instagram, any social media... Going on the internet, it's it's figuring out what you like, what you like to consume, what do you listen to, and they're going to use that data to figure out how to get you to buy products. That is what the game is all about. Data is gold. And that's actually the minimum of what's going on. Because you got to think about, they talk about 2045, you might be able to take your consciousness and transfer it like data into another body. Which is crazy to me. Like this was on, uh, I believe it was Time Magazine. It's like 2045, man might become be able to become immortal at that point. Like you get to an accident, you get sick, they'll be able to take your consciousness from your brain or whatever and literally put it on a hard drive and take that data and put it elsewhere where you can live forever through, through technology. Which is scary because now you're, you're just trying to figure out how to become gods at this point. Yes, yes, they definitely are. I was just thinking about how... Um, Media is changing. Like everyone we used to, first it was radio, then it was television. Now it was computers. Now it's your phone. Now Facebook has Facebook Watch now where you can watch. You know, they have different contracts with different companies like NBA games, baseball, uh, National Geographic. Mm -hmm. They have partnership with them that they're going to show their content on it now. And I think that makes a very playing, a good playing field for uh, uh, creators who create content. Right. Um, just like, I, I'm just thinking about if this was a couple of years ago when Money and Violence was on its peak mm-hmm. and they had Facebook Watch, right. it would have been a sensation bigger right. than what it was right. going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Now they can have the conversation. Like right. this conversation you can have watching with your friends is an amazing right. experience. Oh, like, like live. Yes. Live. Yes. Okay. And I think it's incredible. Right. I think that, you know, it's changing the game of you watching regular television. I think cable is going to be out. I think if someone has cable now, 
they have to be over 50 years right. old. Right, right. Over 50 years old has cable now. Anybody younger than that is with a fire stick or, maybe or under, a streaming device. Anybody under maybe 35, I would say that. You you think people in 40 I, have yes. have cable? I think people, because you got to remember, like, the streaming thing is it's still very young. That's it's it. like it's like what five six years maybe right now at this point. So so like and, and five six years ago, anybody who's like forty was in their mid thirties, you know, and you know they're they like that they, you know they're coming from the generation of direct TV satellites, yes. you know, TiVo and stuff yes. like that. You know what I mean? I, I wonder. I really I wonder. I, you could say I mean, the reason I why I say 35. that because I got the only reason why I say that because I have older brothers mm-hmm. and I've I, I I talk to my older brothers about things like that. How old is your older brother? My, I have one brother that's like. I think in his almost in, that's about to be in his fifties or whatever, and I have another one that's in his forties. Okay, they, they but they, they they use fire things and all that. But I, if it was, if they didn't have children, I don't think they would know of these devices. You okay. know what I mean? Okay. Now my older brother, one of not the oldest one, but um, my older brother Levio, he's he's tech, he's a tech guy. So he he me and him are like on the same wave when it comes to he tech. understands he he understands and everything like that. But I what I say the disconnect is because not even just him because even I was talking to my nephew the other day about this. We was talking about apps like um, Movie Anywhere and mm-hmm. Voodoo and all mm-hmm. these other movie retailer apps, and we were having a discussion about I was telling him why I prefer having my movies digitally compared to going to buy a disc. To mm-hmm. see a movie these days, yes. and they were like, they were stuck on like, oh, I like to have the physical product in my hand, and I'm like, well, technically with Voodoo or iTunes or wherever you download these movies, you can still download these movies to your devices, whether it's your iPhone, your PlayStation, your laptop. So it's not like you're not having that physical. And like, and it's not. And because my thing is, as a filmmaker, you don't own the movie. You bought you, you bought a disc. So technically, you just got the license to see that movie on that disc. So to me, like as the future is going on. Because as time gone, we we seen especially in our generation, we saw how things changed fast from DVD and from DVD to try to do the HD DVD, and then yes. Blu-ray became the main thing, yes. and then here we are going to digital now is uh, UHD, 4K. Yes. You know, they're always gonna try to find some new way they of distribution. There's a uh, TV coming out I think next year's 8K. Oh God, you see what I mean? <laughs> so it's like I'd rather have things digital because you know go straight to my device and not and I don't have to keep rebuying things over and over. You know how many times I rebought Scarface? I bought Scarface. At least four times. I bought Scarface when it, when it was a bootleg. Mm-hmm. I got another Scarface when I had the, the the Def Jam anniversary platinum DVD. Then I bought it again on Blu-ray. Then I bought it again on digital. And I'm like, and I'm like, from now on, I'm just gonna buy everything on digital. I'm not gonna take up space in my room. I don't have that much space in here to be having more DVD cases. Remember my old room, and I had all those DVDs in one spot. Remember how, did, how much it took took up one space of my room? Yes. You know, it doesn't make any sense. So when I look at it towards the future of how we could consume things. I noticed there's a, there's a disconnect. The next generation after us, not my nephew generation, but the nephew after that, they're going to be the first generation that completely takes digital off the, like, after, there's no more cable after that. There's, I can tell you now, after, when those kids who are like in elementary school now, when they become our age in their mid-20s, there won't be no more cable. We, they probably won't be even smartphones at that point. They'll find a, a new device to talk to and to communicate through. You know what I mean? I think that's where, the, I, this is my prediction, my prediction five years from now, everyone will have a um like a Roku device. No. Everyone six. will have a um Alexa and Siri in oh, their like house. Home, like, right, like. I believe everyone's gonna have one. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's the next engine mm-hmm. where everyone is gonna have a assistant. Right. A, a AI assistant. Right. Everyone. And I think that's where technology is reaching us at. Right. Like you can wake up in the morning and you can say, 
Siri, uh, what is the weather outside, mm-hmm. uh, what is going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Just saying one word is changing the game. And that saves you time. Mm-hmm. That's very important for a lot of people. Right. So I believe that um, AI assistance is the future. I think there's maybe a generation that may not even step out the house. Like, oh, yes. Like, 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 20 yes. years from now, yes. Maybe 20. I'm thinking about maybe 10. Think, no, about, I, think, I, about, think, think about Facebook portal. Remember what, you know what Facebook portal is? The, the way they're trying to get people to communicate through VR and stuff like that? Yes. Once people find a way to earn a living from home through these devices, you're never going to leave your house. There's going to be only a, a few generations. Like our generation is probably going to be the only generation in, in the generation that was before us. Maybe the only generation that's still want to go outside and physically be that's why I say 20 years from now I don't think it's going to be that long I I, I don't think I think these kids will be outside 20 20 years from now then I think I I think it will change 20 20, years I don't think I I don't think I I enjoy VR Mm-hmm. I enjoy VR, mm-hmm. but I don't think people. But I think you grew up in a generation where you actually stood, went outside and played. Yes. I was there with you. I yes. know. But a lot of these people, kids, these kids now, they don't come outside. They play with that iPad and they stay indoors. But a lot of people, I think twenty years from now, a lot of people are going to be playing in their VR mm-hmm. worlds or right. universe or, or whatever. VR. Yes, yeah. whatever they are, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I, it's going to take time to get there, mm-hmm. you know. But twenty years, ten. I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we're reaching there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, 20. 20. 20 tops. 20? Yeah. 20. So by the time we're like 47, 48, yeah. you know, we're going to see nobody, nobody, people, outside. nobody coming outside no, no more. I think the, the world would be a quiet place. Right. Very quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of things will be... No longer the norm. Yes. It won't be the norm to have somebody behind the wheel yes. anymore. It yes. It won't be the norm to go actually date a person in person. I think people are going to live longer. Now it matters what you're putting in your body if you're going to live longer. Mm -hmm. Because I think, you know, like our parents worked uh, 60 hours a week. Mm -hmm. Now we work, what, 20 hours, 40 hours. Mm -hmm. I think our kids are going to work 20 hours. And then after that, I think people are going to work four hours a week. Because I think life is going to change totally. Technology is just going to take over. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are scared of that, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be scared of that. I would try to put myself in a place where I'm not suffering and I put my kids in a place where they're not suffering. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. So I think that's very important for people. Right. What's the next one? I think I was the last one. Okay. But my thing is, I'm I'm going to end it off with this. The future could be a great place. It could be a scary place. And I'm all for it. I, I like movies like Blade Runner. So I like the idea of a, a, cool, a cool, you know, technological focused future. You know, but the only thing I'm probably just worried about is mankind at this point. How will mankind react to the future? You know what I mean? Because I think if anything, my, 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 the point I'm trying to get to is now... If you're not an entrepreneur yet, this is probably the time to become an entrepreneur because you need to start setting yourself up for the mm-hmm. future now. Yes. Because jobs, jobs, job? a lot of jobs are going to be out of here. Right. A lot of jobs, and they're going to be controlled by your AI. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to be automated. It's automated. It's, it's over with. Right. Like these basic jobs, you know, you're working at a fast food restaurant or you're working anywhere, they're going to robots. It's over with. So you have to start setting yourself up. You have to be a creator or you have to have a product or you have to have something, a Mm -hmm. service or something. It's time for you to change the game. 
and change your master plan. Like, it's time. Right. Because it's coming. There's not going to be no more dead-end jobs. Like, no. Like, no. Nobody's going to be able to go to McDonald's and... Well, shoot, back in the day, maybe working at McDonald's, you'd be able to pay your bills. But shoot, in the future, not even the future now... With the kiosk and stuff, and whatnot, and I've seen robots that know how to flip burgers. You're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna be able to maintain a living on those type of jobs. Like this is the perfect time to become an entrepreneur because if you set yourself up now to become an entrepreneur, by the time, because it's not, you can't become, an, you could try to become an entrepreneur overnight, but it's gonna take time. But if you start working on it now, within 10, 15 years, when you finally figured out how to make things work. You know, I mean, you could figure it out before 10, 15 years, but I'm saying by that point, you should accumulate enough wealth or, you know, a lifestyle to maintain by the time where everything is automated and you, basically we're paying for nothing but subscription services to everything. You'll be, be able to afford a new way of living because the way we're, afford, we're affording to live life now, I can guarantee it's not going to it's not going to be the same how people are going to find a way to afford to live life later. You know what I mean? Like right now, you're, you know, you got your rent, you got your car bill, you this, you that. Now imagine that with there's nothing but technology. Like you can't, like you, you can't use like it's, it's the best way to explain it is like, it, like right now, you don't pay your phone bill, you, you they cut off your phone. So imagine if your whole life is that way. Your everything about your life is connected to a, a to an account that you have to pay for everything about your life. You know, you can't just walk outside no more. You have to take a, a self-driving Uber or a helicopter, a self-drive, you know, self-flying helicopter or something like that. You can't just go to the store. Well, technically, at this point of our life, it's not like you go to a tree and pick an apple. You have to go buy an apple in these days. So just imagine if that's where life is now, where life is going to be in the future if you don't start taking care of your financial independence now. You know what I mean? So it's it's not just about having money and being rich. It's literally... Being able to take care of whatever lifestyle is going to be in the next few years. Basically, that's what I'm just trying to tell you guys right now. You got to start thinking about not the lifestyle you have today, but your lifestyle in the next few years. You have to think about five years from now. You just A lot of us think about right, 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 right now. And we need to start thinking about what's, what are we going to leave our children mm-hmm. and where are we going to be at five years from now. Right. You know, and, and just look how, how life changing. 2007, the first iPhone came out. Right. Now they imagine, have 10 of those. When you really think about it, you look how much the world has changed since 2007. I was, I was 17 years old at the time. Everything was feeling brand new. We had MySpace at that time. You know, the sidekicks. The team of sidekicks. MySpace ain't here. Right? Sidekicks are not here no more. So you got to think about that. The Blueberry. Blackberry. The Blackberry. Remember the Blackberry phone with the keypad? Yes. Now there's no phones with a keypad. Yes. No keypad at all on any new phones. Yes. You know what I mean? So the world is changing, and it's changing really, really fast. So if you thought these last 10 years is crazy, I know the next 10 years is going to be crazy. next 10 years is going to so be crazy. So you got to have your lifestyle up to par. got to at least have some money so you got to have, like, perfect. My prime example I want to say right now, look at Bitcoin right now. Now, of course, in hindsight, we all say the same thing. Oh, if I knew, I would have got it earlier. Blah, 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 blah. Now, the funny thing to me is, like, because, you know, the guys who are behind Bitcoin, they're really smart. They realize if they change the value of it, they could get more money out oh, of it. One question. Mm-hmm. is th- They're brothers, right? I believe so. Are they the brothers from Facebook? No, I don't think so. I don't think I, so. I got to check that in. I got to check that. I got to check again. I, I'm not sure. I got to look. Because What's the last name? Do you, I, I forgot the last name. I got to look. I got to look that But up. they twins and I'm over here like, yo, is hey. these the Facebook brothers? I got to check. I got to check into that. I'm not too sure. I don't know. But... I was just thinking about back in the day when people started creating currency, you know, the fiat dollars that we have now. And I, I realized the, how the, they did the ultimate switch with the Bitcoins. Because back then, a couple, of, a couple of years ago with the Bitcoins, they wasn't worth like 20 grand for one Bitcoin. You know, or, you know, actually, one dollar could get you a whole bunch of Bitcoins back then. You know what I mean? And all they did was switch the perception of how much it's worth. 
Yeah. And now everybody's going crazy over Bitcoin and to the point where people are starting companies and just robbing everybody, like BitConnect yeah. and stuff I like think that. the technology of Bitcoin is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know just about Bitcoin. I mm-hmm. think that's kind of... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't jump into that. Right. But what I'll say mm-hmm. is that I think that the, the big chain, that's what it's called, the big chain, I believe, mm-hmm. I think that the technology is fucking amazing right. and it will start fucking wars right wars it's no they have no laws for none of that stuff Mm -hmm. not yet none of that governments can't control what how much money you send into someone it's tax free you're not being taxed for now so it's i think the technology is incredible i think but But mm -hmm. if you get that technology in the wrong hands like it's in right now Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a problem well i think where money is going, I don't think we're going to have a physical currency in a few years. No, I believe that. And I knew that before the whole... I mean, Bitcoin been around for a while, but if you really been paying attention to how things are, especially in our day and age, like I, when I became a teenager, before I got my deb- debit card, I was buying Amazon gift cards, iTunes gift cards, and stuff like that. And I was just using... You know, I didn't carry physical cash. All my money was my debit cards once I started getting debit cards and whatnot. And... Um, now, here we are in a generation where we're using our pay phones to buy things. You know, there's going to be a generation where nobody has cash anymore. You know, everything's just going to be digitally electronic. And your whole life is going to be depending on the internet and, the, and tech at the end of the day. So that's why I'm saying, guys, make sure you work on, you know, become an entrepreneur. You know, make a lifestyle, build some assets. So in the future, when these things come about, you're ready, you're set, and you don't have to worry about how to survive in this new world. But that's it for now. This is America. You so crazy. We'll be back next week because, of course, America will still be crazy next week. Um, any last words, Reg? Uh, add me. Um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Snapchat at King Reggie, VCR. And you guys can find me at callinmill.com and callinmill anywhere on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Until next time, much love. God bless. Two pieces of chicken grease. Later, guys. Peace and blessings.